Oh man, I ate I ate some uh, Thai food tonight. I ate all of it. I was like, oh, this is so good, and now I ate you all ate of it. All the Thai food. Ate all. All, all of, of it. it. So all Thailand it. is going to to just collapse because they have no more food. No more food. All of it. Yeah, nobody in Thailand is going to have anything to else oh, eat. No, that's not good. That's no. not Tom. You just uh, like just killed the country. Yeah, like you. Yep. Oh, Everyone man. else will starve because not great. Because I could so, not stop myself from eating all, all their food. What's up, courier? That's very sarcastic of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben. Ben's here too. I played a game with courier yesterday. Teaching a friend. I've, I've been two different tabletops with courier, so I definitely oh. is not a long time no talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nino Black is playing just The Witcher Three. Just The Witcher 3. Yeah, but as playing, opposed playing a lot of it. I, I had asked a second ago if, if, if they're binging all of them or just The th- Witcher 3. There's a lot to do people, in Witcher 3. There's a lot. That game, you can play that game for a long time. I think a lot is like an understatement. <laughs> There's a lot to do. <laughs> it's like... So, cool. Well, thanks everybody for being here. Um... How are your tabletop games going? Pretty, pretty swell. Pretty swollen. Swell. <laughs> what? Everybody's swollen. everybody's swollen. No, nah, well, I mean, everybody's swollen. La- last night, in the cyberpunk game. We decided to make to go a little complicated with things. Because like you can't just we need to raid a prison and there's like thirty rates or something in it and you can't just like there's only like five of us so we can't just walk in and try to kill them because we'll probably die if we tried to do that so now we have some weird plan of strapping a bunch of C four to a taxi and then crashing the taxi through oh. the gate and blowing a hole. That's the old uh, battlefield. Like strapping the C4 into the front of your, uh, your, I don't know, whatever vehicle happens to be in whatever version of Battlefield you're in. That's a, that's a Battlefield tactic. And then you drive at the enemy, at the enemy tank, and then you hop out, and then the vehicle keeps going, and then you trigger the C4 when it hits the tank. tank Pretty much, that's the idea. But instead of a tank, it's a prison, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. we're, uh, I, yeah, we stole the cab, as Courier said. Um, we 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 role played stealing a cab. <laughs> it was very, it was very silly because the nomad walked up to the car, pulled the guy out, put a shotgun to his face. The cab driver pulled a gun out and pointed it at the nomad i then pulled a gun out and pointed it at the cab driver mm-hmm. he pulled a second gun out and pointed it at me to which then i pulled out a second gun and pointed it at him. <laughs> wait, wait, so like, damn it i'm out of guns so did this turn into like a mexican standoff and everybody was like <laughs> once he once he was outgunned once once we had three guns and he only had two he was like fine All i don't right. want to deal with this and just walked away <laughs> <laughs> was like, that's great that's nice i like that I like that. Uh, Dylan was, Dylan on YouTube silly. asks if there's alcohol in my drink. No, this is fl- orange flavored water. It's like that, you know, the mix you put in and it's just, just water. Unfortunately, no. I get, so uh, as everybody knows now, I get migraines. This is like we missed an episode two weeks back because I got, I get migraines and one of the triggers is alcohol. So even, even one alcoholic drink will sometimes trigger a migraine. So Oof. yeah, no fun for me. Oof. I, I'm drinking flavored water. I'm living on the edge, friends. Living on the edge. I'm I'm drinking. Oh god! Oh, it disappeared. Oh, that's oh, amazing. God. It's invisible. <laughs> diet it's green, something. So it's not gonna work. It's... I'm drinking uh, <laughs> diet green tea. Ooh, so. yeah, living on the edge there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Too much alcohol is absolutely a bad thing. But you know, it's nice to be able to you know have a few drinks here and there just for fun or you know to be social or you know to celebrate but yeah i just don't drink i've never been i've never been a big drinker i've never like but it is nice to just like you know your wife and you decide you want to go out and have a drink or you know your friends are having a party and somebody's like hey i put together this cool mixed drink you should try it you know it's nice to be able to just do it socially or just to relax That's that's why you just secretly whenever you go out or you just secretly order 
like a virgin daiquiri or something and just <laughs> oh, like I don't, pretend there's I don't, alcohol. I don't feel it. bad about it. It's just, no. it's, but I do enjoy like, you know, having a mixed drink or something just to, you know, try it out and see what it tastes like. But I don't, mm-hmm. you know, but I've never been, I've never been somebody to drink for the, for the effects. I don't, I don't like feeling. I'm, I've never been drunk before in my life ever. Yeah. I've, I've been, I'm also the kind of person who just like, I don't know that I've ever gotten to the place where I was like, so, I don't know. I've had enough drinks where I was just like, I could say that I was like intoxicated. Mm. Like I'm just not, I'm not much of a drinker. So, no. Yep. That's just me. But Hey, well, you want to do a podcast? I mean, I guess, I don't know. Mm? I think the people mm. are here for a podcast. Mm. Yeah. We can talk about the well, witcher. We're talking about Vesemir today. Good old, good old hot grandpa. <laughs> granddaddy witcher granddaddy witcher let's do it okay yeah on that note i suppose we should probably start all right here we go welcome to the witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind the witcher games show and books all right witchers Welcome back to the Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom of Robots Town. And I'm back with Toasty of Toasterville. I think it was Toasterton last time. Uh, was, I've, I've, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. You know, it's in the works. I haven't settled on anything yet. Yes, yes. And if any ideas, throw them in the Discord. You yeah, know? Maybe. yeah. Well, you're the king of somewhere. We figured that out last week. But yeah, we are we are live on twitch.tv slash robots radio. We are also on YouTube currently on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. And actually a few other places. We're we're actually live on Facebook, which nobody ever tunes in on Facebook and on Periscope. So we're, it's Twitter slash Periscope. You can tune into us all sorts of places. So come join us. Come join us for the live show. We'd love to see the conversations happening in the live chat. And if you uh if you want to get in here early, you can always join us for the pre-show stuff, which usually is only available for our patrons but if you join us for the live show then you can join us during the pre-show chat so um but anyway we're here again and we've been diving into characters and we started last week with good old Geralt of Rivia or do you can can you recite that really long name that Vesemir wouldn't let him use off the top of your head because I can't off the top of my head. Can you say it off the top of your head? Off the top of my you head. You're I'm looking totally it up. not reading I, it right I'm, now, Gerald, uh, Roger, Eric, do hot Bellicard. <laughs> oh my God. You looked that up really fast. That was amazing. Okay. You oh, get props I just for that. To, I, just, I just have to open up the other document on Google. That's <laughs> just like two clicks, oh. two clicks and oh. bam, there it is. All right. All right. <laughs> we should just call him that from now on. We should, we should, we should see if we can't like somehow get that to work into like a future storyline where there's some character who insists that that is his true name or something and that becomes like a side story but anyway this week so we need to make him a reoccurring character in like a a witcher like campaign or a witcher tabletop oh do you know what'd be amazing is if there's another person in the world of the witch who looks uncannily like Geralt who goes by that name instead and (laughs) claims to be the true Geralt (laughs) <laughs> that would be an that would be a, I could see that being like a side thing in one of the games. Um with the sense of humor that CD Project Red has and brings to some of the side quests and things. Anyway, we're back. We're moving on to another character and this week we're talking about the the hottest of the granddaddy witchers. Good old good old Vesemir. And if you haven't seen the anime movie on Netflix about Vesemir, you need to go check it out. We talked about this a few weeks back when it came out. Very cool film. Um, it breaks lore in a few ways, and we discussed that. But, you know, every time you take one of these IPs and you put it from a book into a movie or a movie into a game, they always kind of, I don't know, take things and move it in a different way. So there is that. But, but it's really cool, and you get a sense, you get to take a look at Vesemir's life before things. So this week, we're going to dive a little bit more into Vesemir. So where do we start, Toasty? How do we start this? Started, again, with the same disclaimer as last time of we're going to kind of get up to the point to where the books start, which actually doesn't really matter because Vesemir is basically non-existent in the books. <laughs> um but that includes where we won't be talking about any of the video game storyline either 
that involves us. So we'll be getting to a point. Okay. So, and, and we've talked about nightmare of the wolf a little bit, so we won't like go too much in detail. Um, but there is going to be a part later on where we discuss that And there's, there's some pretty key differences. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to talk about when we get to that. Okay. So, so. if you, if you haven't seen nightmare of the wolf, the, the anime on, on Netflix, then there, there might be a few spoilers there. So just be aware of that. Um, you don't, this is, you don't have to have seen that though, to be, part of the discussion in this just be aware that we will be discussing some of the differences there so all right so let's kick this off mm. where does this so begin? this this is our pre-established canon and by pre-established i mean before the release of any well specifically nightmare of the wolf but just the witcher cinematic universe is what we're going to call it at this witcher, point the witcher cinematic universe the, the witcher cinematic the, universe the netflix witcher cinematic universe <laughs> We can even say yes. that. Yes. Um, so yes, this is this is what we know before any of that stuff. Vesemir is considered amongst the oldest witchers remaining. Vesemir was born early enough to witness the construction of Kermoran in the 11th century. His mentor and tutor was Barman. That's pretty crazy because when we see Kermoran in the games and we hear about it in the books, it is a it is already an old structure. It, you're not an old man. Yeah. Well, it it <laughs> is an old structure. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Great <laughs> for, for our, an audio our listeners platform. cannot hear the um, rattling inside your skull. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. Wow. I feel <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't okay. mean that in a mean way. But <laughs> Tom's gonna take over the rest of the episode. Um, I need to go recover. That was pretty. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think it seems older. Because it is old, obviously, but it's. I think it it seems older because of the fact that like it's how much it's been through. Because we know it's been through two attacks at this point. So That's true. It's been sieged. It's been damaged. So it does look. It, it looks older than maybe it actually is. And most people would probably be familiar with it from The Witcher Three. So mm-hmm. there's even another attack tacked onto that from the witcher <laughs> so yeah. multiple attacks um so in the second half of the 12th century Kermorin was attacked by an enraged mob right right into it bam um right was attacked it. by an enraged mob led by a group of mages and priests vesemir survived either not present in the keep during the fall group Wow. <laughs> sorry. sorry. That, that, that was, was really so loud. loud. I'm sorry. My my volume was up too too high. Uh but thank you for the follow. <laughs> go, go on. I'll restart this. Vesemir survived, either not present in the keep during the pogrom or mistaken as dead by the mob as he lay unconscious among the corpses of his fellows. I know we'll get to that later. While the pogrom was condemned, the school never regained its full functionality. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of in the vagaries of history here. Yes. We don't have a sense of exactly what happened. The the very exact term known as the vagaries. Vagaries. Yes. After the massacre, the school was run by Grandmaster Rins with Vesemir as second in command, a fencing instructor and leader for the Witcher trainees, replacing Varen. At some point, he met Vicina outside Kermorin, a sorceress who decided to give her a child, a young boy named Geralt, to train as a witcher. Vesemir became a father figure to Geralt, but treated all young witchers with harsh affection. Harsh affection. Harsh affection. Yes. Great, great terminology. Yeah, that's, that's like every father who grew up during the um, like post-World War II era was like, yeah. was like... Good job, kid. Like never, never told their children they loved them, <laughs> but was just yeah. always like, like, all right, good work. De- definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from participating in the school's life, Vesemir also took some Witcher contracts. One of his famous deeds involved disenchanting the curse afflicting the Swan of Povis. The Swan of Povis. The Swan of Povis. I, I'm having a bit of difficult. I think I remember that like some some prince or some guy or something got turned into a swan and left at some like lake or something i'm 
Um, Swan, uh, Povis is the westernmost region, blah, 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 blah. I think there, I can't remember where it was mentioned in. I think it's mentioned yeah. in one of the books. They, he talks to the dude who used to be the Swan of Povis or has like a flashback to talking to that guy about it. I don't even think he was a swan though. I think they, I think huh. it was a, there was a funny little gag about the fact that he wasn't a swan. He was a much like more hideous bird, but because you know, you got to poeticize it. You got to call him a swan because that's way prettier and more romantic. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember this. Um, and, and it's hard to search for. I mean, I'm even putting it in quotes and, and the internet doesn't have a whole lot to say about it. So hmm. I'll have to, I'll have to get back to people. We'll have to, yeah. We'll um, have to dig this up. Yep. In 1217, during the celebration of Salvine, Salvine, the village of Fox Hollow in Toussaint was attacked by a horde of vampires led by Emile Regis Rolex Terzief Godefroy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if, if you're, you, I think a lot of people recognize that name. It's hard to forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a higher vampire, along with the villagers led by. Germain, Germain. Vesemir managed to kick the vampires out of the village. The Witcher, however, knew that their victory was only temporary and that the vampires would strike again once they healed their wounds. As he vampires the, like to do. Yes, vampires do like to heal. Uh, and, well, um, and I, I, they don't really uh, let go of grudges too well. No, and it's 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 hard to take care of a vampire because the only way to kill a higher vampire is to be killed by another higher vampire. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of a sticking point. Yeah, yeah. He, he commanded the peasants to the castle of Teshamutna, where the higher regis took shelter. Although Vesemir was injured in the clash, the peasants managed to capture the vampire. After chopping Regis into pieces, they buried his remains as deep as possible. While the treatment was insufficient to kill the higher vampire, it was more than enough to convince Regis to stop drinking blood and attacking the villagers. <laughs> okay, stop chopping me into pieces. I'm good. Stop. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> so just how OP is that? the point you can literally be chopped into little tiny bits and like you know buried into like separate holes in the ground like six feet deep or more and it's just like yeah i'll get back eventually can you imagine me <laughs> like like is he aware during that period so like is uh, is he just like is just just the part of the face that was chopped up in his eye is that just down in the ground just like blinking like, like looking around like like this will take a while. Well, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the question is like, how do you get all of your parts back together? I think he just regens from a single part. If I remember correctly, I think is unless a higher vampire is killed by another higher vampire, they can regen from even the smallest, like piece so, of flesh. Basically. Is it the largest of the remaining pieces that starts regenerating? Uh, I assume it's probably something to do with the vital organ, probably the brain. Like, what if the brain is chopped into lots of, brain? of maybe yeah, the, like, the largest chunk of the brain starts mm -hmm. regenerate the heart or something like that, or the liver? Yeah. What if it's like what if it's something really dumb like the the baby toe of your left foot, and <laughs> the body toe. just starts regenerating from the baby toe of your left foot? That could be it, um, or your butt. I mean, what if it's just your butt? It's your butt. Yeah. Like wherever just, your butt ends up, your body just regenerates from the butt out. Well, what, what part, like the gluteus maximus, the gluteus medius. Like, no, your gluteus. butt hole. Like, your <laughs> oh, your butt hole. Oh my God. <laughs> That's where your body regenerates from. <laughs> what if that's it? It sounds like a real shitty situation. Literally. Um, it's a literally shitty situation. Yeah. Also, <laughs> do you have to use the bathroom while you're in? Well, no, you're not, up into you're not eating anything. So, yeah, you're not digesting things. So that, yeah, of course you don't. Unless something crawls through you while you're in the ground like a worm or something. Yeah, I, that's why everyone comes here for the deepest conversations mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. for the for the real deep lore, <laughs> the real deep lore, the resurrection of vampires and where it starts. Resurrection of vampire butts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Resurrection of we vampire. Need, butts. We need a um, an artist. If any of you guys are artists and want us to draw us a vampire resurrecting from its butt and to put that on a T-shirt, we could put that on the store and then you guys could buy 
vampire butt resurrection shirts. All right, let's move on. Moving on with this with the lore. I feel like I lost brain cells on that one time. I'm not going Yeah, I think maybe we all did. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> everyone just left. There's nobody watching anymore. Nobody watches. Nobody's yeah. listening. Where was I even? Uh, for some time, the School of the Wolf was funded by the monarchs of Kaidwin alongside the School of the Cat. Vesemir had to reluctantly cooperate with Guzart, Gooksart. Mozart, I don't know. <laughs> the fencing master of the cats. Originally not liking each other, the two grew to understand one another. The cooperation between the schools unfortunately had to cease as the cat grandmaster Trace and a group of students had secretly conspired with King Radowith II against the wolves. We've we've we talked about this one a lot. Freaking uh, freaking King Radowith, like he he just keeps causing problems. He causes so many problems. The secret, the secret of of this podcast is that I absolutely hate it. So that's the reason why I mention it, like every episode. He just like <laughs> I want everyone to know that King Radowit is the biggest a hole in such a all. Douche. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, a week before the planned tournament between the schools, Vesemir and Guzart were put under arrest by the king's men, thus spared from the massacre that occurred. Mm-hmm. During the mm-hmm. tournament, King Radowit betrayed both cats and wolves, ordering his soldiers to shoot them all, resolving both his budget problems and imagined threats to his power in a simple but effective way. And I have mm-hmm. some issues with this a little bit. Yeah. So you well, okay. plot issues. this giant plot. Mm-hmm. You, you bring all this this giant plot together. Bring the cats and wolves together. Convince. Take the effort to convince the cats to turn against the wolves, just to then turn against the cats. And a week before, you know that these two are starting to kind of like work together and and like cooperate, which is what you don't want, obviously. Right. And you arrest them, and then we'll get to this part. Let them go. They are arrested and then they are released. You massacre a whole bunch of witchers, but you let these two go. I don't understand that was logic at all. Right. Maybe there was some pressure to maybe there was some other pressure to do so. And we just don't have the story on that. I mean, it may have been the point where they were like, well, there's not enough of them anyways. It's fine. But yeah. Or there was some political pressure. Maybe there was some pushback like, okay, we've, you've already done, done enough damage. Let these, let these ones go or something else going on. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just weird. It's just weird because you have them like bound up, I'm assuming. And and or there was some monster trouble and they just needed them to take care of the monster trouble. Fair. Uh, both masters or technically acting grandmasters since trace and Rin's deaths were released sometime later and allowed to rebuild the schools again. I guess, I guess because they didn't want to be completely defenseless against the monsters, I guess that's the explanation Yeah. on the condition yeah. that the Royal money would be, would never be given to them again and that the schools must operate alone and unfunded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might, it might be the kind of situation where they needed to weaken them because they were becoming too powerful and too much of a threat to the authority of the of the king. That might have been an issue, but they still knew that they needed them when push came to shove because the monsters would then become a threat. It, it, may, it may have been a balancing act. Maybe. The schools declined slowly, and the deaths of mage assistants and veteran witchers put a definite end to the wolf school by the late 1230s or early 1240s, as children were no longer trained there after that. <clears throat> so, mm. all the all the old guys died, and the knowledge of the formulas and mutagens were then lost. So, during the winter of 12. 12- well, this is a little bit of a side romance. We got a little side romance, Vesemir. Yeah, um, got a hot granddaddy, is, Vesemir. Yeah, which is this is him after what I would assume he is when he is the player. So I don't know. I, mean, I guess maybe he's still a player. He's still got it going. Um, he's still got it during he's, the winter. Once, once you got it, you don't lose it. <laughs> while fulfilling a contract in Oxenfort, Vesemir briefly dated young lady Minole. Minole. 
his names are names um after noticing each other (laughs) after noticing each other from afar how romantic Mm -hmm. vesemir received a secret letter from the woman inviting him oh so romantic romance blossoming romance the two had a tryst which was unfortunately interrupted by Manol's father, who'd learned of the affair. Oh, no. Vesemir fled, leaving his gambeson behind in the process and had an arrest warrant for him put out by the father. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Very romantic situation to then... Oh, I got. I got to go. I got to go. I gotta, oh, oh no! What's even What's even more awkward about this is by this point he's probably like way older than her father anyway. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Nino Black says that happened to me a few times. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, like by this point he's probably what over a hundred years old. And oh, yeah, the father of sure. this of this young woman who spotted him from afar because he probably doesn't look more than 40 or something is probably like this is her father who's probably in his 40s or something like that. You know, like uh, this is weird. This whole thing just starts getting awkward. I think I think at this point he's over 200 over I think, 200 I, freaking I years think old in the 1200s. I'm I think that's what is considered what of the 13th century. So. It, it's hard mm. to tell. Mm. I know when, uh, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to tell, <laughs> but I assume that he's, yeah, he's definitely over a hundred at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yep. All right. Eve. Oh, sorry. Uh, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is a totally biffed episode. And we apologize. <laughs> Um, even though the school ceased to function, Vesemir and the other witchers used to spend winters at Kermoran. He allowed some non-wolf witchers such as Cohen, but forbade the entrance for the renegades, as in the case of Brian, whose massacre at Yellow was exceptional even amongst the other cats. I don't know why I chuckled at that. Um, likely around 1242, Vesemir hosted Eskel's surprise child, Deidre, at Adamain at the keep, which prompted a diplomatic conflict with her brother and King Hinsult's vassal, Merwin Adamain. Deidre was the first in line to the throne, which did not suit her brother well. Ultimately, the princess left the castle, however, not without leaving a disfiguring scar on Eskel's face. Oh, is- so that's how he got the scar. That's how he got the scar. <laughs> he. <laughs> He spied at a woman. <laughs> you think of all these situations where he's fighting monsters, griffins and uh, draconids and things. But no, no, a woman, a woman did it. That, that, so anyone that was it's curious, it's always a woman. Here you go. It's always a woman. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> it's always a woman. Well, okay. Um, well, the, the stuff is always interesting because it helps tie things together, especially when you find out things like, oh, that's how Eskel got the scar in his face, you know, that kind that kind of stuff. Well, we're going to take a break for the, for the mid part of the show where we get to thank our patrons and read out some of the reviews that you guys took the time to leave us. And what are we going to do when we come back? Can we hint at something coming up, Toasty? So, yeah, we can, we can hint... Um Gosh, you make me come up with a hint on the spot. No, what are we going to cover next? We are. This is where it splits. So I, some of you may be wondering, the people who've seen Nightmare of the Wolf was like, well, we know a bit about Vesemir that came before that. Why? Why didn't Toasty mention it? That's a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I didn't mention it is because. I'm considering, and because there's discrepancies in the lore lining up, like are not lining up properly, we are going to separate these two things. So we were talking about the pre-established canon, and we are now going to transition into the what we referred to before as the Witcher Cinematic Universe or Witcher Netflix Cinematic Universe. WNCU. Um, yeah, which for anyone that's like familiar with like Marvel the Marvel cinematic universe does not follow the comics. So they separate their own thing. Right. Yep. It's, it's highly influenced by the comics, but it is not the same thing as the comics. Yep. And we are going to do the same thing with this because it essentially is the same. 
Right. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be right back. And so don't go anywhere. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. So this is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons. And currently we have three patrons. So thank you to all three of you. And I'm just going to call you guys out again because you guys are awesome for being our first three patrons. So Mark 10 Gamer, Turbo Toboggan and Ben of Tamaria. Thank you so much for helping to support the show. And me and Toasty, you are what helps us to do this every week. And we really do appreciate it. We have coming up again very soon. So this would be next week on the 27th, our patron chat episode. And so Ben of Tamaria, if you'd like to join us again, we'd love to have you. Anybody who signs up as a Leshen tier patron, these are our tier four patrons, can join us for our end of the month chat episode. And so we'll be talking about whatever topic you guys would like to discuss. And you still have a week to sign up for that if you'd like to join us or if any of the current patrons would like to upgrade to join Ben of Tamaria and Toasty and I on that episode again. And if you'd like to do so, you can go to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast and check out all the different tiers and come join us. We'd love to have you. Also, we have some reviews and we've got three new ones this week. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those of you who are taking the time to to go to Apple Podcasts and click on the five stars. And if you click on five stars and leave a rating or review and type in some text and stuff, then we will read it out on a future episode of the show. And uh, Ben is in chat right now. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Yeah, Ben, we're we're very much looking forward to it. We're very, very excited. Maybe we can talk about the event you went to where you dressed up and we we saw those pictures with you with your double swords and your outfit and all stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would would be a lot of fun. All right, so let's talk about some reviews. We have Scott If from the United States who writes, Awesome show, five stars. Absolutely love this show. Can't wait for each episode to come out. If you are a Witcher fan, this is the show for you. It's such a large universe, and these guys are covering it in a great way. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much, Scott. That's a wonderful review. That was very concise and uh, very uh, flattering. So thank you so much for that. Then we have the Wesbotron from Canada. Did we read this one before? Oh, no, this is, this, is, yeah, is this, this is the one. Is this the one that yes. left us? Yeah, he updated stars. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He updated He's it. He's modified it. He's modified it. And um, he responded on Discord and he said um, he was very happy that we read it out last time and that we got his joke. And he was he was he thought it was hilarious the way we, we reacted to it. And he edited it and says it's five stars now. So thank you. Thank you for updating it to five stars. And yes, we thought it was hilarious. So thank you so much for that. And then we have um, Josh Cordell from Great Britain who uh Ooh. writes oh man i can't wait to go back to great britain I've, have you ever been to the uk or great britain or anywhere over there uh no the only play, the only other country i've ever been to um is china really i've never been to I, china i've been to china i was in china for like two and a half weeks wow um, wow it, it's very interesting wow well as a fan of the witcher and like fantasy lore and those kinds of things if ever you get a chance to go to a place uh like like europe where there are castles and things like that you should take the opportunity because it is really cool to actually see like actual medieval structures and and you know museums fantasy destination of choice is new zealand new zealand would be cool but they don't have like, like medieval so structures. Many, I know they don't have those, but I mean, they have Hobbiton, which of course, who True. wouldn't go for Hobbiton? And they also have like, I mean, I don't know, like the majority of Lord of the Rings was filmed in, in New Zealand as well as um, right, like the Chronicles of Narnia stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this place is just beautiful. Why would you just, I, I just want to go to just like look at it because yeah, it the just landscape. looks like the most beautiful location ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the vistas and the different kinds of landscapes and things. But if ever you want to go to Europe, just check out all the castles and stuff. I would love to go back and see more of like uh, middle, like middle parts of Europe, like uh, Germany, and then some of the other like central parts of Europe, and see some of those castles. I want I want to go on like a scary castle tour. That's what I want to do. I want to see like really old, scary looking castles. Um, but I have been to the UK and then seen like. Um, I don't know some really cool old old looking structures and things there. It's very very cool and museums with like castle actual like legitimate like chainmail and armor and swords and axes and old weapons and things very very cool stuff anyway so uh, Josh Cordell writes let me get my something oil. 
five stars. Brilliant podcast, guys. I've watched the show, played the games, and I love the Witcher world. It's so brilliant to have you guys explain the lore. P.S. Vampires are my favorite. Oh, we talked a little bit about vampires this time. When are you doing a show on them? XXXX. Um, it's going to be a while. It'll be a while. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, Josh, but uh, it'll be a while. There's a lot of things to get through. Um, and I feel like there's probably going to be quite a few things that come up before vampires. Yes, but vampires as uh, characters, like in this episode, are going to show up fairly, you know, fairly commonly. There's when, a mention. We mentioned, they get mentioned. The, the bestest vampire. <laughs> the bestest he's of the, the bestest. vampires. Yeah, he's the bestest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you may not agree with that, but I feel like I feel like Regis is the bestest. He's, he's up there. Yeah. Um, okay, so what if we take a little side route for maybe just an episode or two since we're moving into spooptember spoop spooptober spooptober not pemptember spooptober spooptober's coming up next month you think we could do like a little little side route and do maybe some monster lore for just an episode or two celebrating spooptober you know tom i mm-hmm. think that sounds like a wonderful idea yeah we we got to talk but i feel like i i think if we're gonna do spooktober we gotta talk about the spookiest we gotta talk about the scariest monsters okay all right well we'll okay we'll figure something out so thank you josh for the five-star review we really do appreciate it maybe you've inspired us to talk about some some creepy monsters i i feel inspired i feel especially it might be it might be fun to do instead of like a whole series on each of the individual monsters in like one big long because there's so many monsters in witcher lore it might be fun to just kind of highlight a monster like once a month or like every so often or maybe just do like monster month every year and just do a few through October or maybe there's maybe a lot. There's yeah. a, there is a lot. I like the idea of doing one a month. I think that'd be I think it'd be cool because I mean, people are here for the monsters just as much as the people. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Maybe so. maybe we maybe we kick off a monster of the month in Spooptober and then that becomes part of the regular rotation, which, by the way, this won't matter to anyone who is listening to the the action like a podcast later on on like Apple or Spotify or whatever. But to everyone in our audience, our live audience right now, if you want to go hunt some werewolves, tonight is the night. It's the full moon. And that's the only time werewolves come out on the Monster Slayer. So if you're looking to fight some werewolves, uh, you, you got to go do it now. Go do it. Right now. Well, I mean, if you're listening wait live. for the podcast to finish and then, <laughs> then go do it, then go do it or then go do it or watch us live on your phone in a little window on the app while also slaying monsters. You can do that. You also works. We're, double it up. We will. We will compromise with that as well. Yeah. And just use lots of lots of your roaming data because we're worth it. okay well thank you for all the reviews thank you to our patrons and as usual um you guys are the best if you have any questions about any of this stuff we'd love to answer your questions feel free to join us on the robots radio discord shoot us some messages on twitter or wherever and you know we love we do this because we want to nerd out about the stuff with the community and that's why we're here and so we hope that that's why you guys are here too so just you know shoot us questions we'd love to answer questions help you guys along and just be involved with this stuff with you guys so come join us and let's move on with the rest of the show here we go you smell of death and destiny heroics and heartbreak it's onion right yeah All right, so now we get to the slightly confusing part where the lore gets a little bit mixed up because we're moving into the, how did we say, Netflix Witcher Cinematic Universe? Is that what we said? Cinematic Um, Netflix Witcher Universe? I at no point ever said that, but that's fine too. (laughs) (laughs) It just move all the you can just flip all the words around it doesn't matter what whatever order they're in. whatever order they're in. universe netflix cinematic witcher that's the that works go. too so uh, i like exactly yeah so the cinematic witcher yep so from what we find out from nightmare of the wolf which spoiler alert we are warning you now 
Um, there will be some spoilers for stuff that happens in Nightmare of the Wolf. I give you a second. All right. <laughs> Besamir was born into the role of a servant like his father and carried out duties on a Kaidwin estate to a noble family. However, even by 1107, he dreamed of fantasies and being rich beyond his wildest imagination. He also hung out with a fellow servant on the estate, Ileana, who he had a crush on. Aww. The lady of the estate had started to go insane, and so Vesemir and Ileana were sent to the market to buy blue gum to alleviate the madness. Wanting some honey cake, but having no money to do so, the two hatched a plan to steal the herb with Vesemir causing a distraction to lure the merchant away from his stall by stealing some other goods and ran to the cake stand only to then lay down the merchant's goods while paying for the cake, paying for a cake and leaving. <laughs> the two then met back up to enjoy their success when they were approached by Deglin, who saw what they did. However, he wasn't interested in turning them in as much as meeting the ailing noblewoman as he recognized what blue gum was for, but knew it was a monster causing the madness, something a witcher was more than suited to deal with and also meant a good payout. Right. So he is, he saw an opportunity to cash in on this situation. Yes. Um, and I'm, he'd heard about it. There was like a, he had when he when he walks up all menacing, like he whips out like a flyer or a notice or something from a notice board. So mm-hmm. like he's he's seen the stuff he knows. So right. he just was like, OK, the blue they're getting blue gum. That must be the they must be related to the situation. Mm-hmm. Do you think so. it tastes like uh, spearmint? Probably. Probably. That sounds about right. Probably spearmint. Yeah. Yeah. After bringing Deglin to the estate, who confirmed it was a Mar, he began to lay out traps to get rid of it and told everyone to leave the room before he started the fight. Vesemir asked to stay in and watch, and Deglin allowed it, but ordered him to try and capture the Mar if he was going to be in the room. Despite it being a rather intense event and failing to capture the Mar alive, Vesemir was hooked, and on seeing how much money the Witcher had made, asked Deglin to take him to be trained as a Witcher. However, Deglin refused to do so, but gave Vesemir a few coins for his assistance before leaving toss a coin to your witcher <laughs> yeah here you go kid thanks thanks for the help yeah which i mean it's understandable because he did ask him he was like what about your little girlfriend and vesemir hesitated and i think probably one of the most important things to being a witcher is to not hesitate because that just means death right the stuff that you go up against right and to not so. have any like worldly attachments that you would that would cause those hes- hesitations yeah yeah that's fair too that's part of it yeah. The next day, as Vesemir and Ileana hung out, he brought up wanting a better role in life than that of a servant. However, Ileana was content with her position as they could be homeless and have no food at all. And as and her dreams of having a lake house were just that a dream shortly after as all the servants slept Vesemir saw an elderly servant just returning to his cot from a long day's work and resolved to leave to try and become a witcher leaving a cake in Ileana's cot as his goodbye as he as she slept so he he was like yep I'm done I'm out I'm out I'm not doing the servant life I'm gonna be rich yeah and I'm just like thinking about, I didn't think about this when I was watching the movie, but as I was doing it, I was like, Ileana's very optimistic. She's, she's like, she's like, our lives really suck, but it could be worse. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, you know, I see that more as like, uh, being afraid. It's, it's more of a motivation of fear than motivation of hope. Um, Vesemir is motivated by the hope of, of achieving his dreams. She's motivated by, the potential of the, the fear of what might happen if she if she doesn't stay where she is right so she's she's frozen in place and those seem to be the two differences fair enough so so Vesemir's ambitious and she's not right right she, fear gets the best of her so she doesn't seek to achieve whereas Vesemir uh his his hope and his aspirations overcome the fear of what might happen which is kind of funny because think about it even those situations she should be the one that like 
And and as we know, you know, later on what happens in the, the movie or whatever, but normally yeah. situations like that, you don't go anywhere whenever you're too afraid to move. And the people that move usually go places. And I think it kind of ends up the opposite because she uh, becomes yeah. like a lady and, yeah. and, you know, marries a rich man well, and she, becomes part of the, she, yeah, she kind of lucks out in a way because, yeah. you know, be, being a woman, she, she is chosen for marriage by somebody in a greater station in life. So she she is she marries upward, not due to anything other than just being picked by somebody who happens to be in a, in a greater station, you know. And, and while we, you know, we're over here, we're fans of witchers. We like playing as a witcher and in, in the games and whatnot. Being a witcher is not good. Like it, it's not glamorous. There's nothing great about it, really, except for like you know, rolling in the dough as Vesemir does when he's a young and so <laughs> it's hard, it's hard and dangerous work. And there's, yeah. it's very thankless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vesemir soon made his way to Kermoran and was taken in and trained alongside the other boys there, like Luca and Sven. However, he soon learned most didn't choose to go there like he had, but had been given to the school as a result of being a law of surprise child like Thomas. During one such trial, the boys were all sent into the Red Swamp and were quickly, that's what it's called, uh, and were quickly attacked by monsters. This is the controversial part. Tom might get triggered. I don't know. Well, if if Um, you want to hear our opinions about this, go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty stupid. I I have thought about it. Uh I have come to the conclusion. And and while I I still stand by what I said before of it being some sort of like pre-trial of the forest eyes thing or whatever, this is like the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, this version of this, there's no way you would ever expect anybody to make it through the live. Never. Many of the boys were badly injured or killed, including Thomas, but Vesemir managed to survive, albeit wounded from the ordeal. As Vesemir wandered to the tree in the Great Hall where all the slain boys' medallions now hung, he picked one up and noticed it started to vibrate, indicating magic nearby. And I think it's specifically Thomas's Mm. medallion is Mm. what I... Because there's a gash in it. You Uh. see it get gashed by a monster and then he has that same one later i'm pretty sure it's specifically thomas's that's why he picked it up right um right so uh it eventually led him to the basement where he discovered the secret laboratories one of the school's mages rydrick rydrick yeah introduced himself as Vesemir came across a dead crossbreed in the room before revealing to the young boy that the mages and the lab held the mutagenic secrets to creating witchers. Deglin then showed up and accosted the mage for revealing this, but the mage merely noted witchers should know where they can't come from. As Deglin then informed Vesemir, a rider came by to drop off a letter for him. Vesemir angrily, angrily asked the witcher if he knew many of them would die during the trials, and Deglin coldly informed him it's a numbers game before telling him to go read the letter before he burned it up. Sketchy so, stuff and, going on. Yeah, and so backpedaling a little bit, this is where like not to say any of the stuff that happened when he was like younger didn't happen. Like that could be true. Um, but as we talked about in before the mid break, Vesemir witnessed the construction of Kermorin. So he was, he, he was a witcher before Kermorin was ever built. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, he comes to Kermorin as a child and before he's a witcher and Cameron's already a thing. It's already established. It's already set up. It's already got a ton of witchers in it. So these are like some of the details that start to diverge and it's not like a big thing. Right. But that's, if you could see why I need to separate them because now things start to right. um, conflict with each other. A castle that big would have taken decades to, to, to construct. Yeah. So, which is, kind of why i think that maybe he's gonna be a different age in the net the the netflix witcher cinematic universe because i mean one we know that at that point if we were basing it off of like the pre-established canon he would not look that good like right he would have been older that's only like a 
40 ish, 50 ish year difference that he goes from being sexy young man in his like late twenties <laughs> to like old and like, like very old wrinkled and everything. So right. it's like, that's a weird, that would be a weird progression. So I think that they've young, like made him a lot younger. Hey, you sexy young man. Nobody, I mean, nobody's it, ever said that to me by, by the way. <laughs> I've never heard. No one's ever called me that. Nobody, either, nobody so. ever says that to most men. Most men never get complimented ever. Just side note. I, I get complimented a lot, but like normally the only time I've ever gotten something that like, I guess something not, not like you're a very attractive young man from a lady that was like a 90 with a well, walker. Yes. Yeah. Like that's, that's who you that's, that's who gives men like their, their mothers and maybe their spouses, you know, like that's, that's who compliments men. <laughs> Anyway, go on. <laughs> Vesemir then left to go read the letter and learned it was from Ileana, who wrote to inform him the estate had fallen at the, and that the old family they served had been killed during the attack, along with Vesemir's father. Ileana had managed to escape, though, and was taken in by a family in Kaidwin who treated her well, including teaching her to read, write, and paint. She did, which I guess that's part of the Witcher. I guess we missed the part where he learned to read. He would have been taught at Caramoran, I would assume in his, yeah, in his I studies. would assume so as yeah. well, but it's like, it doesn't seem like he's been there all that long. And like, but I mean, I guess she's had time to learn how to do this, which is funny to think that he gets mm -hmm. the letter and he's like, I don't know how to weed. I don't know what this is. She has to go ask Deglin, like, hey, uh, what's this letter say? <laughs> Deglin's just like, get out of here with that. I don't care. <laughs> she then hoped Vesemir would find that he wanted what he wanted in life and move on like she had shortly after that Vesemir and the remaining surviving boys were given the witcher mutagens. And while more died, Vesemir survived and was transformed into a witcher. When he reached adulthood, Vesemir excitedly set out on the path, quickly taking contract after contract and earning as much money as he possibly could delighting his fellow witchers at mm -hmm. one point in his travels he made friends with philavandrel Aen fidel yeah he was good at what he did like this this becomes very clear in the series is that not only was he like this you know handsome young witcher guy with you know was full of bravado but like he was freaking good at it like mm -hmm. his other witchers were okay like they survived they they did their contracts but he was he was driven and he was also really freaking good at kicking monster butt like mm -hmm. he just like he was a he was a go-to witcher he was the kind of witcher who would like take a contract and he knew he could handle it and most of the time it was like no problem i mean i i mean it's understandable right like he had he had anime superpowers while the rest <laughs> of the witchers don't so That's like true. it makes sense that he would be able to you know kick more monster butt He'd jump like he 30 just... feet in the air and do flips and stuff and then he could use like he had basically simon he belmont's could whip like ability 20 feet in the air off of building uh yeah. he could he could super ard and super igni you know oh, that's no, true no one yeah. else really did that you know no one else really did that yeah um huh. <laughs> By 1165, despite being a witcher for nearly 60 years, Vesemir had no interest in taking care of new recruits nor the inclination to train them, leaving that to other witchers to handle while he earned all the gold he could find. On one trip back to Kermoran, he came across Sugo, a young boy running for his life after witnessing the rest of his family being killed in front of him by a Leshen. And a weird freaking looking Leshen, too. A weird mutated lesson um and uh that is that is the beginning of the nightmare of the wolf so and if you want to know any more about this go watch it go watch it it's good go watch it but that's the, that's his childhood stuff and then it gets into his like you know the rest of the movie and him learning yeah. some lessons along the way and the friends that are made as part of the journey yeah, the real lesson was the the friends we lost along the way. Yeah, all the friends he lost along the way. Because there's all a lot. of them. Because I think it was all of them. But because he he wasn't friends with the kids, so everyone else is just dead. Yeah. yeah. Then he made some friends. Well, I don't know if they were quite friends at the end, but he made some uh, recruits. I guess you could say. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. He wasn't friends with the recruits. No. He, he, no. So he lost all his actual friends. Right. And then he just became like daddy, like Witcher Daddy. Hot Witcher yep. Daddy. Hot Witcher Hot. Daddy needs to be a dating game. Yes. 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 You just, you just go around as best of beer. Hot that's Witcher just, Daddy, I mean, the dating game. That's just the goal of the Netflix cinematic universe for the Witcher is just... just <laughs> hot witchers i mean that's what we got henry cavill for Geralt, and we got Uh this uh, hot animated vesemira so it's just it's just witcher daddy simulator i guess Uh (laughs) yeah hot witcher daddy this the the dating sim there hot witcher daddy dungeon like that boyfriend dungeon yeah hot witcher daddy dungeon (laughs) they would make so much money off of that absolutely all right so what do we what are we doing next week We've got our patron um, episode. We've I guess. got a patron episode. Yeah, I guess we're talking with Ben of Tamaria, who's here in chat with us, and anybody else who signs up in the next week before that episode starts. So if you want to join us, you're welcome to join us. And Ben, if you have some ideas of some topics you'd like to cover, then let us know, and we'll definitely ask you some questions about the event you went to and some of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we could even cover some of your favorite monsters and kind of prep for some monster discussion for Spooptober. Yes, that could be, that could be fun. early spooktober. Spooptober, spoop with a p. Spoop, spooktober. Yeah, yeah but this is the Witcher universe. It's gonna get downright spook. You have mm. to use the K for it. It's pretty scoey. Mm. I would add just extra O's. Spooptober. Spoop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Spooptober. Ooh. So anyway, you got anything else going on, Toasty? Before we head out um not much same old same old uh go go follow the twitter witcher lorecast um you can you can talk to me on the discord if you want to uh you know talk anything witcher i've been having some uh i guess some interesting talks it seems like a bunch of a bunch of the the people are getting back into the witcher Mm -hmm. um you know witcher 3 playing it and there we're talking and we've been talking a little bit about builds and things that you can make and yeah and trying things out or whatnot um and if you want to play with me and 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 tom but we've been jumping back into destiny 2 uh and doing stuff with the community so if, if you're interested in destiny 2 at all um it's true can can hit us up in that that particular channel on the discord too yeah it's it's a great game if you if you haven't played destiny 2 it is uh very easy to jump into it's on xbox game pass the xbox game pass show is coming up next um if you want to just pick it up it's on sale a lot i think it's also free to just jump into for the original set of content isn't it just free to pick up i think it's free to pick up most places um yes so yeah. yes yeah, yeah it's a free free to play it's free to play uh, for the except for dlcs yeah except so. for the dlcs which includes being able to do some of like the pvp and pve like stuff Although some of the stuff you have like access to now after they dropped beyond light i believe like i know i remember whenever i started playing a couple years ago that it was I, you didn't have access to the middle tree on any of the uh, supers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you do even without forsaken because I haven't bought the DLCs yet ah. on PC. So yeah, that's so cool. They, yeah. The game has gotten so much better. They've updated so many things so you can get into it for free. There's cross play across everything. So it doesn't matter if you're on Xbox or PlayStation or PC, you can, everybody can play together. We have a clan. It's set up on the robots radio discord. So if you want to join us, just jump in the jump in there send a kind of a message you have a bungee name so you need to tell us what your bungee name is and then you can apply to the clan or i can invite you to the clan and there's a bunch of people on there just saying like hey i'm getting on tonight if anyone wants to join me or you know grind some gear or you know play a dungeon or do some pvp or whatever and there's a bunch of us playing so come join us it's a really easy game to get together and cross play and you know get on some voice chat and just kind of play play together with so it's been a lot of fun and it's a great place for us as a community to kind of get together and play stuff since we can't do it with the witcher at least we can you know do space magic in destiny too yep. so hey yep space space magic we're all space sorcerers over there yeah space um, sorcerers and every time so. we fight the uh uh, which which the ones with all the all the fantasy names like the wizards and the and the and what are they with the knights and the wizards and I don't remember all the names of the different kinds of aliens. Uh, I, there's the fallen. It's not the the fallen are like the messed up versions of everybody. 
The taken the hive. The hive are the ones that run the at you. Hive, yeah. Is it the taken? The, taken, the, yeah. The taken, yeah. and they have the wizards, and they float around. They've got the shields. Every time we fight a wizard, I yell, "Kill the wizard!" <laughs> I just, I mean, for some reason, they I want to. Usually, are the, the hardest ones in the situation, right? So we got to kill them first. You got it right. Yeah. That's the point. It's like every anytime oh. you see a wizard, you have to like point it out and be like, "Kill the wizard!" You got to take but out that freaking wizard. I'm Titan boy, so wizards are nothing to me. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, punch them. <laughs> play a warlock, so I, I I I use the um most of the time I use the electricity path and I laser beam everything. I I have been using I have the best build for using like the pyro stuff on my Titan, uh-huh. so but the like most fun Titan things? ability in in my opinion is the middle branch on Arc, where you basically are Doomfist from Overwatch, and you ah. like you jump up in the air and you just fly. It like it's it just makes you fly and you can fly like super far and if you go angle towards the ground and hit the ground it's just super electric slam and it's really cool like thor with his hammer yes yeah Yeah. actually yeah you're like but then there's like a ground pound for like your regular melee it's just super fun to just go around just make a punch everything yeah just make a punch all the things yeah so anyway we're having a lot of fun come join us we'd love to have you guys play games with us and, oh, um, and, and I'm doing. not allowed to say anything, I don't think yet, but there may be something um, coming soonish that I'm I'm going to be a part of. So, you know, I don't want to say anything if they're not ready for me to say anything. That's super vague. But um, let's just say I'll be involved with another podcast at some point in the future, near future. Does it have anything to do with the Witcher? Things. It does not does have anything to do with uh, another witcher type side property no <laughs> okay i don't want to reveal too much i don't know if they've uh all right i guess they've they've announced it but i you know well, I, they haven't can, set a time mm, so well, i don't want to talk be... about it if it's announced oh, okay well I, I, they haven't announced my my relation with it but uh oh. i think our friends over at the uh well, they have multiple podcasts at this point with uh, the Cyberpunk <laughs> podcast, uh-huh. Dungeon, uh, Fumbling Four, the Fumbling Four, and the Almighty Crit, all that stuff. Uh, talking about doing an Avatar, The Last Airbender, not Avatar, the, the stupid blue people on, on the planet Pandora. No, that's we're the most ta- we're talking about the good Avatar movie uh, thing ever. It, no, no, the good Avatar. Can you good tell avatar. that I don't? Um, I, I think that that stuff is super dumb. But no, the good I, Avatar. I never watched it. I never watched oh, it either, but it's just so freaking generic. It's like Pocahontas in space. They named the freaking planet Pandora. Give me a break. <laughs> the series but is called yeah. Avatar. What so, the what the crap? Yeah. Anyway, but this this is Avatar: The Last Airbender. The, the Last Airbender. That's much they, better. Airbending. Yeah, that's that's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they've recently released the Avatar legends the the tabletop version and they're gonna do a show and i'm gonna be involved because uh if there's anything that i love more than the witcher it is avatar the last airbender what do you love it more than the witcher it's so good it's because it's it's because you're so young it's because you it's because you found it when you were like 12 it's a childhood younger it's a childhood love. That's Remember, I'm not very old. Tom. You're not very old. It's, <laughs> I'm not this very is, old. This is a childhood love for you. That's so what I think it, is. it came out in like 2005 or something. Yeah, and this I is, found it like immediately. Yeah, this is like a childhood love. It's That's really good. It holds I've up regardless. It. I've seen it. My, my son is a big fan of the Avatar stuff. I've, I've watched go, stuff with him. Go rewatch it. I've go watched re-watch it. it. I've watched stuff. Dude, it's the series so gets really good. good towards the end. Like, it, it's one of those shows that gets better and better, better as it goes. Absolutely. I disagree because book two is my favorite book out mm. of the whole thing. I think it's the best book. Mm. Like the animation improves. That stuff gets better. I don't care about the animation. The animation's Tell good. The, story, the animation the is good. Interesting. But uh, no, no. The 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 whole storyline of, of book two is great. It's a lot of mature <laughs> and there's a lot of mature concepts okay. in there too. All right. All right. All right. Well, we'll 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 debate this offline. But um Who the heck talks about brainwash for a kid's show 
It's not a kid's show, Tom. Bloodbending, okay. man. Bloodbending's messed up. That's messed uh, that up. That was stuff. pretty crazy, too. That is, Come yeah, on. I'll give you that one. That's pretty messed up stuff. All right. Anyway, but, but, but that's really cool, though. I'm, I'm glad you guys will be talking about that stuff. That's really exciting. Um, but yeah, go check that stuff when it comes out. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything else going on? We've got the Xbox Game Pass show coming up next. You don't have to be part of the Xbox Game Pass show. You don't even have to have an Xbox because these games come out all sorts of places. And if you're just into hearing about new games that are coming out, then come hang out with us in about... 25 minutes and we're going to be talking about some of the new games that came out including a game called super liminal which is like a super mind bendy puzzly game where like you can change the sizes of things that you pick up by placing them down and where they look like they're at a distance and then they become bigger and smaller it's super I, weird i straight up thought you were about to say it, it, which is like super liminal and i was like so, which is what? like super liminal it's, it's, it's like super liminal bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna talk about that on the next on the next show so it's gonna be really really cool but um yeah come come join us for that we've got all sorts of fun things going on and if you haven't checked out uh learn about scp foundation um that is a show that i have where i have a robot a little bot friend my scp bot kevin talking about the scp files all in order and Kevin just, he just, he's just a lonely little bot. He just wants to be your friend. And it's, and it's I fun. will just, uh, I will just apologize to everyone that's already clicked off of this podcast. <laughs> um, we, I apologize for all the tangents we went on today. We were pretty, uh, oh, it's fun. It's we were fine. Pretty goofy today. It's fine. People <laughs> this like is the, the most off, off. <laughs> that we've ever done yeah we're good but thank you guys for tuning in you guys know how to get a hold of us we'll talk to you next week we'll see you and hopefully we'll see you during the live show it's so fun to have you guys here during the live show and we'll uh stay tuned i'll be back in about 25 minutes so see you guys in a bit later uh, oh don't we have a like a, a sign off thing it doesn't matter they've already clicked off no no, no do it do it do the sign off <laughs> thing do it. Do it. <laughs> and until next time to my fellow witches stay safe on the path <laughs> see you later thanks for tuning in to the witcher Lorecast. we'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the tv series and all your thoughts on everything please check out the robots radio discord and follow us on twitter at witcher Lorecast. you've been listening to a robots radio podcast Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.